Good morning. If you would, turn to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9, and we're not going to be there too long, but I, I do want to start there. But give me just a minute, and we'll get to it. Uh, I'm thankful that everybody's here. Um, I'm thankful to see some uh, faces uh, that I haven't seen before. I'm thankful to see uh, some faces of those who are sick, who are back. I know that sickness has just attacked uh, really everywhere. Um, and just continue to pray for the brethren that they'll get to where they're feeling better. Um, you know, uh, as I prepared for this lesson, and I didn't even realize it, but one of my favorite songs uh, that I sing in my head, if I'm really getting into the zone, if I'm really studying or really getting ready to prepare my lesson, uh, I find myself humming this song over and over. I don't even remember where I learned it. I don't know, but <clears throat> it's one of my favorite songs. It's not uh, a really a hard song. Some of you may know it and some of you uh, may not, but it goes like this. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. And now, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. Not a very uh, in-depth song, but very, very catchy and very easy for me personally to be able to sing because uh, it's not too hard to learn, right? Um, but this morning I want to talk about thankfulness. I appreciate Mike's prayer and he mentioned uh, giving thanks. Uh, I want to talk about what happens uh, when we have a heart that really is thankful to the Lord. You know, we see so many times, and really in the world today, people aren't thankful. People are not thankful anymore for what they have. Am I right about it? People have fallen into a non-thankful attitude. Well, brethren, we're different. We're a called out people. We are told that we are supposed to be thankful in everything. In everything that we do, in everything that we say, in how we act and how we treat others, we are supposed to have a thankful mentality. And really it's a big, big part of a Christian. And what makes me so excited about talking about this is I can see, uh, you know, really why Jesus chose Paul. Why he chose Paul to be the one to go and bear his name before the Gentiles. We talked about last week, we talked about Paul as he's as known in chapter 9 as Saul is going down the road headed to Damascus. And as he's headed to the road, uh, as he's on the road and he's headed to the city, his main focus is to go and bind up the Christians and bring them back to Jerusalem so they can be punished, so they can be killed. Whatever uh, decision that they end up making in Jerusalem, he would be okay with 
because he thought Jesus was an imposter. He thought Jesus was a fake. He didn't think that he was the son of God. He didn't think that he was uh, who these followers said he was. That was until he was blinded on the road. In verse 5 of Acts 9, uh, Jesus, who uh, this light appears to Saul, he says, Who are you, Lord? Saul does. And the Lord says, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Why are you fighting against me? At that moment, Saul changed who he was. At that moment, Saul had a different thought in his head. He stood condemned because everything that he had done up until that point was against Jesus. And what he realized was that he was ashamed of what he had done. Because out of that light... The voice that came out of this light was none other, none other than the one he was trying to persecute, and it was Jesus. He says that he doesn't know what he should do because he was speechless. He was trembling. And so he asked the Lord, what do I need to do? And he goes into the city, and a man named Ananias tells him what he needs to do. He goes ahead and listens to uh, what Ananias says and because of that his eyes, the scales fall off his eyes because he was blinded for three days waiting to find out what he needed to do and then he got up and in verse 18 immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales and he received his sight at once and he arose and was baptized. And this is where I want to get to this morning. Verse 19, and I'm going to read 19, 20, and 21. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Immediately he preached to Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Then all who heard were amazed and said, Is this not he who destroyed those who called on this name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose? so that he might bring them bound to the chief priests. I ended my lesson here kind of last week and talked about uh, how he immediately went and preached Christ. And not only did he just immediately start then, but he continued on throughout the rest of his life preaching Jesus and preaching the Christ. These people were amazed They couldn't figure it out. They couldn't figure out that this enemy of Christians has now turned and flipped to the other side. And really and truly, if we were there, we would have a hard time believing it also, right? Here was a guy you were probably scared of if you was a Christian, and now he's coming in to where you're at and he's preaching the same thing that you believe? Wait a minute. This guy that was preaching against Jesus trying to kill people who believed in Jesus, now he's preaching for him? It's like a Bloods and a Crips deal, right? It's this gang switch. You don't go from one gang to the other. That just doesn't happen. But here it was happening. And I talked about the reason uh, for this change was because he was convicted. He was convicted of the fact that he was going against God's will. 
Uh, but while he had all those emotions running through his head, he also understands something else. And this is the beautiful part of it. He was thankful. Despite what he had done, he had received what? God's grace and his mercy. And because of that, he was thankful. What's so amazing when we look at the other letters that Paul has uh, from this point on, really uh, throughout Acts, and then when you get into his epistles and all of the things that he wrote, Paul writes this concept of being thankful over 40 times. 40 times he talks about being thankful. It was a big deal to him. It was something uh, that he realized that he had received forgiveness for his sins. And when he realizes that his actions were not right, he changed. He had the ability to change. Last week I ended up talking about uh, 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1. And I want to just read this. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. Paul says, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me because He counted me faithful putting me into the ministry. You know, he was convicted of the fact that he had done wrong. But what happened is he begins to understand that God has allowed him to be forgiven. And not only forgiven, he counted him faithful. So think about this. Are we convicted of the fact that we are sinners? And without Jesus, there's no hope. And and only through Him are we saved by His grace. His grace which is offered to us through obedience to the gospel, of course, which allows us to be reconciled to God. But if we are convicted of that, here's the next part of this. Are we thankful for it? If we're thankful for something, how do we act? We got firemen in here. Uh, that go into buildings and save people. I'm just going to use a quick illustration. Uh, Let's say that you're in a building and it's collapsing and it's about to fall and it's on fire. And one of these firemen or Curtis, the policeman, come in and they, Kenny can't do it because he's delivering babies now on the phone. He's doing different stuff. (laughs) He ain't pulling people out of fires. He's having babies, man. That's why I didn't put you in that, man. Here you are, you're in the building, you're about to die and all of a sudden you have a hand reach out to you and say, come on man, grab a hold of my hand, I'm going to pull you out of here. What are you going to do? Reach out and grab it, right? I'm going to grab that hand and guess what? I'm going to let them pull me out of there. And when I'm sitting on the side of the road or wherever I'm at and I gather my thoughts again, what am I going to think? Who saved me? Who was it? How are you going to act towards that person? I'll tell you how I'm going to act. 
I'm going to go hug their neck. I'm going to go give them some money. I'm going to go try and buy them food. I'm going to go try and do whatever I can. Why is that? Because I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I'm alive. I could have died in that. I was stuck in there. I couldn't even get out. But guess what? Somebody reached their hand in and saved me. Yeah, that's their job, no doubt. But they still have the opportunity to say, nah, that building's too far gone. We just, I, I hate it, but we're just going to have to. But no, they did it. Now think about the concept of Jesus in this. Times a million, right? Jesus reached His hand out. Not just to me, not just to a couple of us, to everyone in here. He reached out His hand and said, grab a hold of this. And guess what? I'm going to bring you out of this burning house full of sin. I'm going to bring you out of this house that separates you from me. I want to bring you close to me. Will you grab a hold of it? And guess what? Many of us in here have grabbed a hold of it. Many of us in here have become Christians. Are you thankful for it? How do we act? Paul said, I thank Christ Jesus that He counted me faithful. I was a terrible man. He goes on in that verse and he says, although I was a former blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent man, I received grace. He counted me faithful, man. This morning I want us to really think and I want us to bring to the front of our minds the great thing that Jesus did for us. The great thing that He did for us by saving us out of that burning building of sin and separation. You know, I I would appreciate somebody pulling me out of a burning building and saving my life. I would appreciate that, huh? But guess what? That doesn't even compare to what Jesus pulled me out of. Amen? That doesn't even compare to what Jesus did for us. It really came down to two things with Paul. He was convicted of what he had done and he was thankful for what he had been given. And guess what he had been given? A second chance. (laughs) Which is exactly the emotions we had when we obeyed the gospel, right? Think about how excited you were when you obeyed the gospel. That conviction is the repentance part. I'm convicted and I understand that what I'm doing and how I'm doing it is terrible. And it's contrary to God's Word. So I have to turn from that. But I also understand that He's given me a way to have those sins forgiven. And that's through baptism. We talked about it in class. It is what washes away your sins. Acts 22.16 specifically says... Ananias tells Paul, what are you waiting on? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins. Calling on the name of the Lord. Not because I want it to be, because that's just what the Bible tells me. And you know what? If the Bible tells me to do it, i got to do it, right? And if I do that, then I know I'm safe. 
The question that I want us to answer and I want to encourage us with is are we the, thankful the same way Paul was? If you would turn me to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. <clears throat> Over and over you see Paul talking about uh, being thankful, giving thanks. Over and over this concept is constantly on his mind. He was thankful for what he had received. And brethren, here's the deal. Are we thankful? And if we are thankful, are we showing it? And we'll get to that in just a second. I want to start in verse 9. But I want to uh, end up talking really about verses 12, 13, and 14. For this reason we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask you that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. And here it is. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Think about that. Why should we give thanks? What has the Lord done for us? He's qualified us for an inheritance in heaven, y'all. He's qualified us. When I became a child of God, guess what? I immediately became qualified. Think about the second thing. He has delivered me from the power of darkness. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, right? We all are sinners. And if we are outside of the body of Christ, guess what? We are a slave to sin. It holds us captive. It controls who we are. But guess what? Through Christ Jesus, I have been delivered from that power. I no longer have to be dealt with uh, in thinking about the sin that I've done because guess what? As a child of God, when I ask for forgiveness, guess what happens? I can be forgiven. Amen to that, huh? Not only that, but He's conveyed or He's translated us into His kingdom. We belong to the kingdom of God. That is something to be thankful about. And not only that, He has redeemed us through Jesus' blood. We have received the forgiveness of sins. Our sins have been forgiven, literally. These four things if you put them into perspective, are four things that really are unbelievable. <laughs> They're really unbelievable. But we've been given those things. 
But God, He loved us so much and he, he, think, he thought so much of us that He allowed us to have these blessings. Is that something to be thankful for? Think about what happens when we truly are thankful. Think about uh, some actions that uh, happen when we truly are thankful for what the Lord has done to us. We show humility towards others, don't we? We're long-suffering with others, aren't we? We show grace to others, don't we? We focus on what the Bible tells us to do and those values that God tells us, and we do them. We have joy in our heart, don't we? We have peace of mind. When we are thankful for what God has done for us, we can't help but show the same attitude the Lord showed us Amen? We appreciate what the Lord has done for us. And guess what? We not only appreciate it, we now show it. This is huge for Christian growth. This is huge for spiritual growth. If you just, I appreciate what you did for me, man. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? But really, I don't appreciate it. I don't, I'm not going to act different. But if dude pulled me out of the building, if, if somebody pulled you out of a burning building, I guarantee you, you would be thankful to that person. Jesus did something way bigger than that. And when we show it in our actions, guess what we do, brethren? I want you to just consider these three things and then I'm done. When we show our thankfulness by our actions, we honor God. We show Him honor. We show Him appreciation for what He's done. 2 Corinthians 4.15 Powerful verse. Powerful verse. 2 Corinthians 4.15 <clears throat> And in the context, he's talking about uh, that in verse 7, but we have these treasure, this treasure in earthen vessels. He's talking about no matter if they were persecuted or what had happened, these apostles were going to continue to go preach the gospel. This is so beautiful, y'all. This gets me pumped up right here, man. This is why I'm thankful that I'm a Christian right here. Verse 14, he says, Knowing that he who raised up the Lord will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. And then he says, For all things are for your sakes. Talking to the Corinthians, I'm doing all these things for your sakes. That grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Think about that. This is for your sakes, that everybody who's obeyed the gospel, everybody who's become a child of God, that has received this salvation, guess what? It will cause thanksgiving to continually abound to who? To the glory of God. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done to me. You know what? I was a wretched man. I wasn't going to make it, but I am now because guess what? You considered me faithful. 
You said, you know what? I can use you. I can use you. Not just Matt, not just the elders, not just Doug. Every single person in here is valuable to the kingdom and is useful. Not only do we honor God, but we honor the scriptures by obeying them. Let me just read this, Psalm 104. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. We see all throughout Scripture the command to give thanks. Why? Because that is what fuels us. It helps us continue and keep pressing because we're thankful for what we have received, what we've been given, and what we're going to be getting in a little bit, right? I'm going to heaven, y'all, and I can't wait. And every day that goes by, I want to tell somebody or show somebody that the hope that I have inside of me is through Jesus Christ. And finally, the last thought for this morning. When we show ourselves that we're thankful through our actions, it shows others that we understand that we never want to fall back into the thought of being unthankful. When we lose sight of the thankfulness that we have towards the Lord, watch what happens. Turn to Romans uh, chapter 1 real quick. Romans chapter 1. And I want you to just think about this. Romans chapter 1, in verse 16, Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, As it is written, the just shall live by faith. And then he says this, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Who? Suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glory Him as God, glorify Him as God, nor were they thankful but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. 
Our thankfulness comes from the grace we've received from the Lord. But when we begin to thank the Lord less and less in our hearts, what comes in? Darkness. If you're not thankful, what do you become? Bitter. What do you become? A complainer. What do you become? Ungrateful. What do you become? A grumbler. What happens is we forget what we should be thankful for. What's driving the car? We become depressed and begin to feel hopeless in our lives. Here's what I want us to be comforted with, brethren. You know what? If we don't... If we don't get one person and you go out and you talk about the gospel and you go tell others about Jesus and they don't obey the gospel, guess what? You still get to go. You still get to go. That encourages me. And I'm thankful for that. God has big plans for every one of us. Paul tells us that the Lord forgave him and counted him faithful. He said, I don't care what you've done, I'll forgive you. But what I want you to do now is uh, do what I ask you to do. And if you do that, I got a crown waiting for you. I want y'all to be encouraged by this verse, and this is my last verse, I promise. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. 2 Corinthians 2.14 Highlight this verse and pray on it and think about it and be comforted by it because boy, it is a powerful thing. And I was reading it last night and Aaron has a thing that blows uh, oil in the air that smells real good, you know? And it made me think of this verse. 2 Corinthians 2.14 let me make sure I got it right. I'm messing up today on my verses. I done got everybody. I was reading all kind of stuff in class. <clears throat> Second Corinthians. Oh yeah, this is it, y'all. This is it right here. Look at verse 12. Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel and the door was opened to me by the Lord, I had no rest in my spirit because I did not find Titus my brother. But taking my leave of them, I departed for Macedonia. Now, thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of His knowledge in every place. You're an air freshener, y'all. Mickey, you are an air freshener, my brother. We get to go out and be a fragrance to folk. Man, I thought I stunk all the time. That's why I always had to spray cologne on me. But guess what? I've got a sweet-smelling aroma. And when people catch on and people start smelling it, they want some of that. Because I know a man, right? I know a guy that came to this earth and guess what he did? He died for you. And like Sammy pointed out in class, not only did he die for you, guess what? He resurrected. He exalted himself above anybody else, any other type of religious person. 
which changes the game. Because now that guy that I put my hope in, that guy that I put my faith in, guess what? I get to go with him one day. Because he said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if you want to go there, then you got to follow me. But I'm going to come back and guess what? Those who follow me get to go with, be with me forever. Hey, brethren, go out and diffuse some fragrance to folks. Go out and spray some fragrance on people. Show them that you're different. I know that's silly and it sounds crazy, but it's true, brethren. Paul said it, and he was thankful. Because in every single thing that he went through, guess what? He says, we have triumph in Christ. As I close, brethren, I want us to just think about we have triumph in everything. Struggles, sin, temptations. And guess what else? Death. We have victory in death. Oh, death, where's your sting? It's gone in Christ Jesus. I may die once, but guess what? I'm going to live forever. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything, brethren, give thanks. I love y'all. I appreciate you so much. Maybe somebody is here and who is not a Christian. Don't wait any longer. Just come on today. Jesus Christ could come back at any moment. Why wait? Why put it off? Today's the day. Jesus said, Mark 16, 16, my favorite verse, what changed my life. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who doesn't believe, guess what? You're condemned. If you need to be saved, if you need to repent, whatever you need, come right now together we stand and sing.